Wouldst thou have thy corruptions mortified? This is the way, to have the food and fuel removed that maintained them. For as prosperity begat and fed them, so adversity, when sanctified, is a means to kill them. Wouldst thou have thy heart rest nowhere but in the bosom of God? What better method could providence take to accomplish thy desire than pulling from under thy head that soft pillow of creature delights on which you rested before? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Seacoast Community Church Podcast. We are continuing our discussion of Keeping the Heart by John Flavel. So we have been talking about uh, the heart, which is the seat of the human will and affections. This is essentially what directs us to make the decisions that we make, to to walk on the paths that we decide to walk on. It It is where we is really it's the identity of of our being so the heart is not to be thought of just as a as a as a as an organ that pumps blood through the body but it is it is the seat of one's identity it's your will your affections and john flavel is making the case that it is vitally important for the christian to keep the heart with all diligence as we are told in the book of proverbs now, in the next part of his book, he talks about various different seasons that require the Christian to practice more diligence or make a more diligent effort in keeping their heart. So I don't know how many of these seasons we will get through, but one season we will start out with is a, the season of adversity. This is the seasons of trials of seasons of suffering, perhaps. And so I'm going to list some of these. I'm going to walk through some of the reasons uh, that he, or several, not sorry, not reasons, but several helps that he gives to keep the heart in a season, during a season of adversity. Number one, by these, he says, by these cross providences, God is faithfully pursuing the great design of electing love upon the souls of his people and orders all these afflictions as means sanctified to that end. Afflictions come not by causality, but by counsel. So how do we maintain our heart during seasons of adversity? It is remembering that God permits them and even brings them about uh, according to the counsel of his own will. They're not an accident. They're not necessarily because we made a choice. And so this is the the repercussions of our decisions, right? And that's certainly can be the case many times. But for the Christian who believes in God and believes in the word of God, God uses adversity for the good of his people. He allows them to come into our lives. He permits them. He orchestrates them. He even authors them according to his own counsel and for our good. He says here, it is my ignorance of God's design that makes me quarrel with him. Right? Isn't that not, is that not the case? When we might get angry or upset and continue to ask question after question about why this and why are we suffering? What is the purpose of this suffering? And so on and so forth. 
And it's because we are ignorant. We don't have the full picture. We don't understand the full design of what God is doing. And so we might tempt, we might be tempted to, to quarrel with him. But let us remember that we are ignorant and let us put our trust in the God who cares for us. Number two, though God has reserved to himself a liberty of afflicting his people, yet he has tied up his own hands by promise never to take away his loving kindness from them. What an encouragement that is, isn't it? Uh, to, to think that God, as he says here, to, to ties up his own hands by his promise to continually love you. Right? He promises never to leave you or forsake you. And so when we are going through these seasons of adversity and affliction, even though God may have designed them, God at the same time has promised not to leave you or forsake you, that he is there with you during those times, those seasons of adversity. And along that same line, it would be of great efficacy to your heart in remembering that God is the one who is ordering these afflictions for the good of his people. Another way to keep your heart during times of adversity from becoming hopeless or discouraged to a point where you are even debilitated or even becoming angry towards God is that it is in seasons of adversity that God has a tendency to manifest more of his love and grace and tenderness than in times of prosperity and when things are going well in your life. He continues, <clears throat> What if by the loss of outward comforts, God preserves your soul from the ruining power of temptation? So in other words, what if this adversity is actually intended to be a means of grace? What if this adversity that has come upon your life is actually keeping you from a ruinous temptation in your life? Right. What if the alternative is to continue to allow you in a life of ease, but then be led little by little away from the Lord. I used this, uh, this illustration recently in a sermon about a, a, a pig farmer who got his pigs to follow him all the way to the slaughterhouse. And how he was able to do that is by, by continuing to take out uh, some, uh, some food, some food crumbs from his pocket and, and, and just sprinkling some on the, on the road as as the, and the pigs were just following him because they were following they were, they, what they were they kept coming after his food and they, he was able to do that all the way to the slaughterhouse and in, in the same way these these uh, the world offers us all these little crumbs and what if god is uses adversity in our lives in order to get us to focus more on him and to wean us from the delights and the pleasures and the temptations of the world. Sometimes he says here he's might be sparing us from something much worse. And with that quote I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> that I read to you earlier, 
it's consistent with what I had just I had just said that sometimes adversity God uses them to wean us from the world so that we become less attached to the world. Let's consider one more season before we conclude. Another season in which we might be in need of more keeping of the heart or more uh, or exercising more diligence in keeping the heart is a season of prosperity. So this is sort of like the the opposite of what we just talked about. So there's seasons of adversity. There's also a season of prosperity when things are going well, when your needs are met, when you have everything provided for. You 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 don't really have much uh, you don't have much in your life that is that is causing you to be discontent. And praise God for that. God provides and permits seasons of prosperity where things are actually going pretty well. Praise the Lord for that. But these can also be seasons in which the heart can be tempted away from the Lord. Even God, I believe it was in Deuteronomy, where he warned the people of Israel about the, about the, 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 the things of this world. When they have their needs met and there's just relative peace in the land, that these things can cause God's people to turn away their hearts from him. And so we must be diligent in keeping our hearts during these kinds of seasons. So what are some, are some, some things, some helps that we can apply in securing our hearts from the dangerous snares of prosperity? Well, one thing is to remember that God does not love you more because of your prosperity. It doesn't mean that God is, is that much more pleased with you and that you should interpret your days of prosperity as such. That doesn't, it's not the case at all. We're, we're saved by grace alone through faith alone. Neither should you think that God loves you less because you're in a season of adversity. So remember that God's love is conditional and unconditional. It's conditional in the sense that you must believe in the gospel, right, to then be grounded in God's love and to receive his love. But at the same time, God's love is unconditional in the sense that you cannot do anything to earn it. That makes sense. God does not value more, value you more, or value le value you less just because you have a season of, of prosperity. Something to consider during this time of prosperity is to consider uh, the things that you have and how earthly they are, right? And there are a lot of good things that God provides for his people that are earthly goods. And God is, is generous in this way, and God provides according to his will. But remember that these are earthly treasures, that these are earthly things, and that they will perish along with the world. So remember that these things are temporary, that your hope and joy is not grounded or, not, or should not be found in such things. And then one more help is consider that, that you will be judged according to how well you steward those earthly goods and how well you conduct yourself in those seasons of prosperity. Don't, think, don't let those things tempt you away from the Lord. Don't 
look at those things as things that you have accomplished by your own hands and your own hands alone, but continue to give thanks unto the Lord for he has graciously, graciously provided for you. So those are several helps that we ought to employ in seasons of adversity and season of prosperity. We will return next week with one more episode here on the Seacoast Community Church Podcast as we continue to walk through Keeping the Heart by John Flavel.